is Antonia Martin, the creator of St. Glow Blog, also known as St. Glow. And this is Glow Code, a podcast that is dedicated to helping you protect your glow. Thanks for joining me. Hey, what's going on, Glow Nation? It's St. Glow of St. Glow Blog. And thanks for tuning in to episode two of Glow Code. I have so much great content for you today, and it's a privilege to have you here. Of course, before we dive into all of this amazing content, make sure you check out my social media. I am everywhere under St. Glow Blog. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere in between. And then, of course, you can check out my OG Instagram page, at St. Glow. And uh, let's just dive right in. All right, so this week in Girl Talk, I know last week it was Chit Chat, but I did some soul searching and some editing, and I got a lot of awesome feedback. Thank you guys so much for listening and actually providing me feedback, because I needed it. And to be honest, I'm so excited for this week's Girl Talk. So last week, um, I told you guys that I went on a solo dolo trip to see Big Crit for my birthday, and among my birthday things that I did... I went to the melting pot and then I gave you guys a brief introduction about myself. So this week in the same spirit, I have been booked, busy and blessed. Okay, booked, busy and blessed. I I can't I can't deny God's favor. And to be honest, I've been moving solo. And you would think moving by yourself would be like this big, scary thing. But I went to the Women Evolve um, tour into the Wild tour. And if you haven't been, it's a must attend. I know she isn't doing that specific tour anymore, but anytime Sarah Jakes Roberts wants to stop down in Yelltown, make sure that you go because it's just an awesome experience. But I went and I just had the best time by myself. I saw some people that I knew, saw some people I did not know. I sat next to these great people and I just was like, dang, like I had such an amazing time. And I didn't really, you know, I wasn't self-conscious. And you guys know that I went to the Big Crit concert. We'd had a whole thing about it. And, like, going to these places by myself, these were major steps. But it was like, dang, like, I feel, like, unstoppable. Like, I'm front row sitting at concerts, you know, sit going to uh, conferences by myself. Like, at, at this point, I'm feeling unstoppable, okay? Uh, but beyond that, I've been exercising my being direct so instead of me being triggered and beating around a bush of people, I've literally been just saying what exactly, you know, I've been feeling or what's been holding me back in the past. When people ask me questions, I just kind of like, look, this is what it is. And honestly, um, this all kind of came from me being on the third shift, me being on the third shift. If you're not for sure, if you're not familiar with it, it's basically when you work overnight and that overnight shift, a lot of people think that you have all this time in the day to do whatever And for a while, I've been struggling with just being able to just tell people no, you know. And now that I'm kind of at this place where I'm like, okay, you know, I am comfortable in my shift. I'm comfortable with my sleep schedule. I'm finally getting the sleep that I need. And then I'm able to get up and get things accomplished. I think um, there's no more more room to beat around the bush. You know, I have two days off. And if you want to book me within those two days, we can definitely do that. But if not... There's not really, you know, I don't have a lot of room for you to do very much, especially if you're not going to be willing to do it within that time frame. And, you know, for me personally, getting to that place where, you know, I'm very, very direct and very like to the point. um, Some people just wasn't having it. So I had to let them go, you know, and some things kind of naturally faded out, you know, and then a few people I had to block because what we're not going to do is I tell you something a couple times or a few times and then you start acting crazy. 
that's what we're not gonna do but beyond that i've been budgeting i got a therapist and then i'm preparing for my first big trip so i think for my for girls talk today like i feel like i've been really accomplishing a lot of adult things like i know adulting is really hard especially as a millennial but i feel so confident kind of walking into 27 and just getting to this place where i've like i've seen the worst i've looked in the face of this like scary experiences and now I'm at this position where I, like I'm not taking any prisoners I'm gonna do me and I'm gonna be my best self and who's gonna stop me all right now so as I mentioned I'm getting ready for my 2020 2020 uh plan and beyond living my best life and getting ready for the future I'm currently working on being present now I just always find it interesting how when I'm recording people do the most like the devil he don't want me to win but I'm gonna win okay as my page turns okay so today I switched not only the chit chat to Monomo activate and the glow topic I put them together after getting more feedback from you guys and thank you again because when I found out is that I was giving y'all a double dose in the sauce and y'all ain't want all that so I'm gonna give you a sprinkle for the work week cool cool so today's topic is about getting a life and finding your no so to start off getting your life um the passenger lifestyle it is I've been there literally I'm in a car for 12 hours going nowhere and you know what it's like to get in somebody's car especially when you was younger and you had plans for the day but your mama sent you off with your auntie cousin you know or whoever else and you felt like you was in the car for 12 hours with Satan like I just want to go to sleep and then you that little person in the background, I want to go home. I don't even like you. You know, like that's how I was feeling. And I felt like Satan was my driver. But just imagine being in that mindset and that lifestyle as an adult. Like you're making choices and they seem to not take you anywhere that you really wanted to be. And so today, you know, and actually for the past few months, I've literally got out of the passenger seat of the car with Satan and let Jesus drive me. And to be honest, you know. I didn't notice the signs that I was actually, you know, in the car with Satan doing stuff that I didn't do, especially after being reborn. And I think it was really hard to for me to kind of notice that I was doing things. And I feel like I have some telltale signs to let you know whether or not you are riding the car with Satan. I just I got some telltale signs. And it's not to necessarily say that you don't have a life. It's just to say, like, you might need a new one. You know, you reborn and you're feeling like, okay, maybe, maybe the things that I used to do aren't appropriate for this new lifestyle. Okay. Can I let the Lord use me? I'm going to let him use me. Give me one second. So number one, one of the signs for you may need a new life, arguing on social media or even entertaining arguments on social media. Um, from what I've seen, I've been tagging the statuses before a couple family members and had something to say a while ago. And then, um, I've even had, I've even been bullied on like social media before, but, um, I feel like people who have lives, they don't do all of that. Like be up under comments for celebrities and be just providing their two cents. Like, you know what? I leave that for the little gossip, little tech section at my job when we start talking about trending topics and keep it moving. I don't, you know, when you have a life, you don't really give too much energy or too much thought about what's going on in somebody's life. Because when you realize that your life might not be 
in the best of shape, you might, you, you, you humble yourself, you know, if the sit down, be humble, Kendrick Lamar vibes just overtakes me and I'm on my business. So it might not mean that you don't have a life. It means that you might need a new one. You, you be casting the first stone. If that's you, definitely, you know, find you some business, find you some new business to be a part of. Okay. That belongs to you. All right. Moving on to number two. All right, number two, you always in your kids or somebody else's business. And when I say kids, I don't mean like 18 and below. I mean 19 and grown. Out the house, they got their own thing going, and you popping up on campus, you're, you know, you asking for report cards and grades. You ain't even putting no money on the tuition, and you asking for report cards, you know? And and to be honest, I, I know, like, I remember back when I was probably, like, 20, 20-something, 20 I think I was 23, and I was on a full-ride scholarship in college, and my cu- my auntie had asked me for my, my transcripts, and I said, child, oh, that is a HIPAA violation. Speaking of HIPAA violations, T.I. and his own daughter, that was a pretty interesting conversation. Kind of going back to point one, I'm not necessarily one of those people who get in the comments and start arguing with celebrities because I am a part of the... Um, my my business ministries with Sarah Jakes Roberts on Women Evolved and I feel like you know that has blessed me so much so as a card carrying member I definitely don't put my two cents in but I do feel like he might need to apply for a new life you know he was used to being so involved into his daughter's life that if she needs to trip and make some falls and make some mistakes you know scab that knee a couple times to get back up that's her choice especially at the age of 18, you can't really micromanage her and then try to maintain that, you know, healthy relationship for so long. Now, mind you, 18, cool, especially if she's still in the house, she still want to borrow daddy credit card, mm, that that might be cause for the HIPAA violation. I'm just saying, you want me to feed you and take care of you, here go the list of things you got to cooperate with. That's just what it is. And if she's okay with it, I feel like one thing that we have yet to actually hear from is the daughter. We were so quick to give her, her our two cents that she didn't ask us. And that's the part where you start to mind your business because that, 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 that alone just says that we should keep our two cents to ourselves. So I'm going to take mine back, okay? I'm going to take mine back to y'all. That's your baby. Did I conceive that show? Absolutely not. That ain't mine. That ain't mine. All right. And hashtag what you know about that. Moving on to number three. Number three. You're obsessed with your partner or people's whereabouts and well-being. And I mean, there is a difference between like codependency and obsession. Like an obsession, I I have an example clearly for my own personal story time that we'll get to later. But I definitely feel like there is a healthy amount of contact and communication that should be expected from your partner. Like in the morning, you know, especially when it's your husband or somebody that you live with, y'all kind of hash over your day and the expected times for arrival. And you communicate about things like what you want for dinner and what you want to do. But when y'all live in separate lifestyles and you're communicating, you're talking, you know, there is a healthy amount of communication that, you know, should be pre-discussed and pre-disclosed. And I do feel like, you know, every partnership has their own certain level of communication. There are two people who love the toxic relationship lifestyle where they need to communicate 24 hours a day and they live for that. And that's their business. And then there are other people who just realize like, okay, you know, I'm kind of a hands-off kind of person. 
we, we talk about what we're going to do for the day, and you need to have set in your mind the expectation. Hey, I got this going on all day today. This is my schedule. I'm going to hit you up probably when I get off work or when I get out of school. And that's just what it is. I see you when I see you. And it's no, it's no bad blood. Every relationship has their own set standard level of communication. But there are those people who are one-sided and who are in a relationship with a partner that's giving 100% and that 100% doesn't look like they're 100% and they upset. I'm upset. Okay, Drake. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they meant any intent for disrespect. It's just saying that your communication styles are different. So maybe you are one of those people who are super hands-on and super, you know, you need a lot of attention. And that's not going to say whether that's okay or not because that's not my department. But I will say that if you are in a situation where you have a a 99.9% partner, and then that 1% you just don't appreciate about this person, you know, it's a cause for communication and understanding because, you know, being obsessed with, with your partner's whereabouts at all times and contacting them and them constantly telling you that they're busy or they're working, they have a project due, you're not understanding that? Mm, it's a sign that you may not have a life. Or you may have a life, you just need a new one where you don't have as much free time or you can hit somebody up that much. And I move on. So if any of these described you, you know, don't take it personal. I feel like we've all had one of these three scenarios where you was off in somebody else's business. You was a serious ride or die. Or, you know, you just really wanted to know, like you was making your partner your whole world. So it, it happens. It happens. And honestly, it's all about getting a life. And then also, when you get a life, it definitely establishes your no. But, um... As I said, I've actually been there before, and this is how I got my life back. I'm about to give you the keys to success. So number one, I established a hobby. I think establishing a hobby or finding things that I actually enjoyed. So I liked fashion. I liked beauty. I liked, you know, writing. So I decided to start a blog. In 2013, I became the creator of Curvaceous City. <laughs> it's been it's been six years, guys. I've been doing this so long. And, you know, after I established my hobby, you know, I was like, you know, my paper is short. What can I do to make some money? So after I did that, the next thing I did was I went ahead and established a hustle. After my blog became successful, I had bought a camera. I decided, you know what, I'm going to take little pictures on campus and I'm going to help people with their senior photos at a discounted rate. So I was taking like $50 photos. This is back in 2014. And um, it was Honey Bee Photography. People used to call me Honey Bee. I don't understand why. You know, I'm not Beyonce. But, hey, we're here. We're here. We did it. So, um, finally, in 2015, I really, I think it was more like 2016, honestly, I had found my promise. And I had um, became single of the model, which is really interesting to me because I didn't necessarily, you know, intend on becoming a model. But I do feel like, you know, all of the things that I had done previously kind of led to this point. So, you know, I took classes. I, I looked at, you know, my hobbies and I looked at my hustle. And then all the constructive things that I was doing led me to God, which was my promise. And what was interesting about it is that nothing has been more fulfilling than the things that I prayed for, than the things that I, you know, I was like fasting for and looking for God to do for me. And nothing fulfilled me like modeling. And I feel like, you know, when it comes to you finding your life, you know, it's one thing to find a hobby. It's one thing to find a hustle. But I think the things that you're supposed to be doing in this life, 
those things are hard, but those are things that you are actually going to fight for and that you become passionate about because you start to realize like, wow, God, this is something that you have for me from day one. And it's kind of interesting because like when you get to this point where you're like in your hobby or you're in your blessing or you're in your ministry almost, right? You start to think like, okay, there's no backsliding. Or, and I think the devil is so interesting. He's so, he's so conniving to the point where he thinks that because you're in your purpose or you think that you're a Christian now, that you don't have the, the option to backslide. And I'm here to tell you that that's a lie. The devil is a deceiver. And unfortunately, I too backslide. And I'm going to tell you how. Here's my story time. So story time. Basically, back like May 2018, I was talking to this guy. We're going to call him Hatfish. Hatfish Dan. That's what we're going to call him. Back in the day, me and my friends, we used to come up with funny names for guys that I used to talk to. And it was a lot of them. So we had to come up with like code names because some of them would have the same name. And it just would get confusing. And then you would be around people who was like a, an associate or an acquaintance of theirs and then just get real complicated. So we used to come up with code names. And if you do not know what a hatfish is, a hatfish is a guy that looks really, really good in a hat. Like their hairline is receding or they have like bald spots or their haircut is funny or their braids or dreads don't look good. So they always got a hat on. Yeah, hatfish then. That's what it is. So Back in 2018, I met him. He was pretty cool. Like, he was always out, kind of like a socialite kind of guy, extroverted, just trying to, like, really entertain, had a real good conversation, skills, like, just really with somebody, you know, motivated in his job and his passion, you know, made me passionate. And it was just somebody that I could get behind and feel like I could really, you know, root for. I think in that period of time, um, I was in between jobs so I was doing uber full-time and I kind of was like my work is fun I like to do uber I take photos I work at the boutique like I, I'm making my way like I'm making my way as far as means financially and I was kind of introverted like I wasn't as social as I am now or at least as not as confident and then I was a real big homebody I had worked so much to the point where I had established like I'm exhausted like I was I was walking exhaustion like literally I'm pushing because I don't really have the, I don't have money to sleep. If I was sleep, you know what I'm saying? Something's wrong. Okay. So being at that point, you know, I just kind of was also like in my part time, like my spare time, you know, I was always like, where are you? What are you doing? Like I'm on break. You should be on break. Let's talk, come over, you know, and I'm not really acknowledging that he has his own life outside of me. Mind you that we aren't even really together yet. So I'm really pressing somebody for all of their time, energy, and effort when we haven't even established what we were doing. So beyond him being my whole world, I didn't really add to anything that he really was interested in doing. I just wanted him to give me his time. I wanted him to bring that light into my life, which was really kind of selfish, you know? I didn't really acknowledge it until I was actually in a situation parallel to this one. And in this particular situation, um, we call him Mighty Mouse, Lord forgive me, but he was a shorter guy, and he was really interested in just having a lot of my time, and as I personally became established, I kind of, like, smart alecly kind of returned to him, and I was just like, bro, like, I am not responsible for your happiness. If you're unhappy with me, maybe we should break up. Maybe we shouldn't talk. Maybe we should, you know, put a pin in this and decide for yourself that 
you know, maybe we should decide, like, this particular relationship, if you're feeling any type of insecurity, you know, about my availability or, you know, my commitment to you, maybe we should take a break, you know, after I suggested, you know, if we have weekly dates, if we, you know, we aren't, you know, if it's budgeting weekly dates where we do something that may be inexpensive or, you know, then we have that one-on-one face-to-face time guaranteed every week to where you don't have to feel insecure about what I'm doing in my spare time. And of course, you know, if I'm at work, I'm going to talk to you. And um, after a while, he just wasn't feeling it. So then I kind of looked back into like this thing where I had been broken up with because he told me that he did not like the fact that I did not have a life of my own. And um, Half Face Dan pretty much read me. And I could kind of look back and notice like in the parallel in the two situations, I I received angry texts. I sent angry texts to this guy. Like I literally was getting back karma, which ended in, you know, two catastrophic relationships because one, I mean, Although I didn't really do anything crazy, I just pretty much just dropped him like a hot potato because I felt like I wanted what I wanted from that person and not really realizing how unrealistic I was being. Um, I just kind of decided that I wanted to do something different. I wanted to prove that I had a life. So this guy, just as much as the other guy wanted to prove to me that he had some sort of, you know, he wasn't being selfish at that time. So... What I did in my particular situation, in that moment I booked a ticket to New York um, to KirbyCon and to New York Fashion Week. And trust me, mind you, I didn't have the money at that time. So I really was working at Jiffy Lube at this particular time because we stopped talking like early August. And I literally booked my trip to New York and was done. Like, I I went to New York, and honestly, it reminded me that I did not have a life. I was nowhere near where I had started three years prior or two years prior when God had brought me back home and, you know, was telling me, like, look, this is what what I want you to do, you know. And it made me feel like everything, like, I was lost, you know, and I wasn't pursuing what God had for me. So at that particular point... I kind of kind of revisited the conversation and I apologized and then we were kind of back to like talking and then it was like some other things occurred and then we were like absolutely not talking ever to never talk again. So it was a really interesting um, set of circumstances. Unfortunately, after I got back from my trip to New York as well, my father did pass and there was an onset fear that uh, kept me from doing anything past that point until recently. Um, I spent pretty much all of 2019 kind of moping and sad and depressed. I worked for most of it and kind of overcompensated like this homebody mentality for the fact that I was working a weird shift and I was doing all of this instead of just saying I was depressed and I was lazy and I needed to talk to somebody because I did have three deaths in my family this year. And now that I'm in this place where, you know, I'm realizing that I have it, some sort of uh, anxiety when it comes to death or having new experiences because my newest, my latest experience was also connected and tied to my father's passing, it just really made it hard for me to kind of function. So now that I'm out of my funk, there is a scripture that I found on the internet when I was writing this podcast that has been giving me strength. So Philippians 4 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and 
and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Jesus Christ. And I think that that's absolutely phenomenal. I think that word of God was for me. And when I'm feeling anxious, I go back to this word and it gives me strength and it gives me peace. Um, you know, gives me a little bit of crazy faith. So now that I'm prioritizing my best self and I'm moving forward to accomplish God's mission for my life, who gonna stop me? Right. And that's my story time. All right, so now we're back to our Model Mode Activate and Glow topic. And I gave you a little bit of how, you know, like my hustle, my hobby, and then how I got to this whole, you know, this whole promise portion of my life, right? So these are four things that I found that were important for when I was moving into the direction that was kind of aligned with my purpose and my path, okay? So number one, Make it constructive, okay? It has to be building or adding to my life. It has to be building into that smart goal for my life, that vision or God's vision for my life. It has to be constructive. It has to be something that you're doing something, you're building something, you're adding to this overall picture, right? And it's positive, okay? And then let's, the number two, make it consistent. Make it something that I can do over a period of time and I can grow. I think one of the things that my pastor talked about at church one time was that, you know, people naturally desire elevation or, you know, challenge. So, you know, when we master one level, we appreciate the ability to move on to the next level because we love progress. So make it something that you can consistently build on and complete consistently progressing so we've mastered one level let's get to the next level okay i'm on a new level okay yeah i feel i felt that so i said that it is what it is so number three make it a passion child i think this was something that really loved that made it really easy for me to kind of commit to doing things i love fashion i love beauty i love writing i love photography like these are things that naturally just come to mind when we talk about things i'm passionate about but of course my biggest passion was about changing the media images for women so i want to be able to cultivate new ideas for how we view women in their natural form so visually we always think of like clean cut edited photoshop photos when we're thinking about um photography or models and I think that we are now transitioning into where we appreciate real bodies and that's really exciting because real bodies don't just come in coke bottle shapes okay snap 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 okay all real bodies don't come in just a 24 and a zero zero okay snap 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 what about those mid-sized girls what about those 28s what about those 12s and 22s hello what's going on so I definitely um want to change those images and media and i think that all of those things photography modeling blogging you know although i was wanting to change those images i never thought god was like oh but girl you're gonna change it yourself it's gonna be your face okay that's your face that's gonna change the media industry so being in that particular part of my life understanding that that's something that was that was a passion of mine it lights a whole nother fire under my belt when i'm talking about it because you can already hear the passion that's in my voice when I'm telling you about it now, that the vision that I have is something that I'm going to continue to strive for. It's something that I can do consistently, and it is absolutely constructive, and it really builds into my bigger overall purpose. All right, so make it godly. So I feel like it has to serve some sort of higher purpose. It has to be something that you can go to God and say, look, God, I did this for you. I, I wanted to bless the people, you know, and I'm saying in your name. And... um 
you know, something as simple as scooping ice cream can be holy. It's about how you do it. So um, just finding those four things to kind of really determine, you know, whether your hobby or what you're doing um, can something to, you know, turn around and bless you and bless God and beyond and beyond. So I think those are four ways, very easy ways to kind of look at whatever you're looking at to make your hobby your hustle or, you know, evaluate to make sure that you're receiving a word from God as for a promise. I think those are four really constructive ways to actually take a look at what you're thinking about. All right. Okay. So remembering the house and establishing your no, which is another part of what I wanted to talk about, was that establishing a no when it comes to things that you're looking at. I was looking at when I was writing this podcast about how I was letting things overstep my passion and how I was reinforcing my no by saying these are my passions if this does not fall into one of these categories although God makes all things work for my good I want to take a step back and make sure that what I'm agreeing to actually looks like or is in fact something that God is telling me to do because what I was doing was as I was getting involved in all of these things because I was excited and it was slowly but surely taking me off the course that God had built for me and um understanding that number one my plans are not a priority because I have a passion and an idea and a model to follow as far as creating and selecting you know what I'm going to be involved in right because we just went over the house and then secondly I'm not going to allow guilt or anxiety to get in the way of my choice making so when it's time to get in the passenger seat whose vehicle are you riding in is the question so when it comes to building your note or to establishing what you're passionate about or what you're going to get involved in, take those four hows into consideration. Is it constructive? Is it going to be something I consistently want to do or be involved in? Is it something that I'm passionate about? If it's, it, can I make it godly? Two out of four, it should be a three out of four, to be honest with you. And I think the must, the must out of the three of the four, make it godly, make it something that's consistent and make it something constructive. Passion is really fickle because some things passion kind of burns out. And I know even with blogging, I talk to bloggers, models, photographers all the time who say passion can fade over time. But I think it's that consistency and that constructiveness um, and that want to build, it it has to still kind of be there. You know, it's something that you agree to. Cool. We're going to be consistent. We're going to make it constructive and we're going to make it holy, regardless if I'm feeling it right now, because I do feel like passions can be reborn. So um, that's my tea on that. And you've already have plans. You already have a schedule. You already have something to do. Just stick to it and don't let nobody bully you. So to close out my show, I want to tell you guys that the point of all of this is to have a life worth living. The only person that's standing in between you and your new life is you. So find it and protect your glow. That's my show. This has been a pleasure to have you guys. My name is St. Glow of St. Glow Blog. And I look forward to having you guys next time. And until then, bye.